And welcome to Not The Bees Horror Podcast, the very first episode. Uh, I am your host, uh, Justin, uh, followed by our co-hosts, Ruth McPhee. Hello. And we've got Mark Williams, a.k.a. Boomer. Hello. Who did not boom in that, into that microphone. <laughs> the booming will come. <laughs> As he goes, yes. So what is Not The Bees Horror Podcast? It is a dive into different themes different horror themes um movies of course uh because why not pick a visual format when we are doing an oral uh, <laughs> podcast but we are going to do each episode a deep dive into the theme um different themes within horror um we each pick a movie uh based within that theme and then we discuss uh sometimes we may argue we probably won't uh, we do have pints of beer in our hands, so... I uh, do want some arguing. Do you? Yeah, I'm okay. hoping. Ah. Lively debate, sliding into argument is what so? I want. Oh, don't tell me why. <laughs> if, if I want to argue with you, I fucking will. <laughs> peace and love, peace and love, everyone, you know. Speaking of peace and love, uh, let's dive into our first theme. Um, you know, um, and today's theme, our very first one, is Woo-woo. the world of cunts. Oh, cults, cults. <laughs> The world, the world of cults. Quite similar in many ways. Uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. So, um, uh, I tried to do some research on movie cults, um, and it's very difficult to do. It's impossible. Every time, you do, if you want to know about cult films, yes, but not films about cults, yes. <laughs> Google doesn't work. So that's um, trouble. Yes, that's very difficult. But did uh, I mean? What do you think the? F- the first one was a do any um i'm pretty sure it was the black cat wasn't it yes let's say it was yeah, okay yeah it was, it was like 1934 or 8 i think 34 with what, a better, what can you tell us um it's, it's i watched it the other day actually because um no, i've never seen it before and it's 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 really good actually i, I highly enjoyed it it's, it's like a swift like 50 minutes as well or something Who is it? so yeah um, good good evening watch uh, it's got bella lugosi and boris karloff in it has a yes yeah, about a satanic cult fronted by uh, karloff i think that a lot of the um early cult films were satanic mm. in nature weren't they yeah. the um the cults were the fear of the of satan is is infiltrated film quite early on yeah, satanic panic yeah, well, that was more towards the seventies and eighties, wasn't it? Yes, but yeah, that. But it was filmmakers a, got their money worth out of that, <laughs> didn't they? Just, just a nice rhyme. I, like <laughs> I quite like. Um, so yeah, Black Cat. It's not about a black cat then. There is a black cat in it, is it? But most shockingly, in it for like nineteen thirty-eight, someone gets flayed. Do they? Yeah. You got like Boris Karloff just like t- taking a scalpel. Wow. No, so it's um, it's Bela Lugosi taking a scalpel to. Uh, Boris Carlos' face and just... Yeah, there will be spoilers in this podcast, by the way. You should probably have mentioned that. If you want to watch any of these films, you probably should turn it off, go watch them, and then come back again 
before we start ruining all the films. For yes. I think if I haven't got around to watching a film that was made in 1938. That is fair, yeah. You've had a good uh, eight years to sort it out. What is the time limit on when spoilers are acceptable? Um, Two years. <laughs> Two? I've arbitrarily decided. It's only, it's only just on like... Uh, free streaming by that point. Well, right? that's your chance. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Once it's on Netflix, it's open field, I think. Open yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you know, did you do any more research? <laughs> any research on the, film The main cults? amount of research I did, like, because again, it's really hard to find anything out about mm. cults in films rather than just cult films. So I just ended up doing more research just into cults themselves and just trying to that's find That's the fun stuff, though. Yeah, I, re- I love doing yeah. that. I, I, if it's got... I mean, like, even I had to get myself a new pair of glasses lately, so I made sure I got myself some, like, clear aviators, you know, cult leader classics. And my wife was asking me, like, why are you just looking at only glasses that make you look like a cult leader? Because I just have this obsession with cult leader sunglasses. Which should, oh, that's, cool. that's a great band name. That should be. <laughs> cult leader <laughs> sunglasses. I'll, I'll at least do an album called that. But, yeah, no, so, I mean, most of it is just about... Yeah, I mean, one of the things I found quite interesting because it's it, like, what makes a cult a cult and what mm. makes it a religion? Where's the fine line between that? That's two? what I was, I was just looking at dictionary.com um, <laughs> and just trying to see what it came up as a definition. Just number of members. Uh, yeah, definition of a cult <laughs> is a group of people with extreme dedication to a certain leader or set of beliefs that are often viewed as odd by others. So it has to be viewed as odd. It's a bit, I've seen, I've seen other ones that which a bit like more where if there's like a living figurehead at the front of it, then it's oh, a cult rather than a religion because otherwise you'd be worshipping like an omnipresent deity of some type, like in Christianity. Yeah. But Scientology, I'm looking at I was going to say, here. I think the, the big, the big grey area is, is Scientology, isn't it? And that's what um, I suppose is the biggest modern cult, if you like. And I was thinking about, I'm surprised there aren't more films about Scientology. And then I was like, no, I'm not, because they all basically own Hollywood. (laughs) And and it's probably frowned upon to make a film about how insane Scientology is. I think the ones they make themselves to promote it are insane (laughs) and insulting enough. We've all seen Battlefield Earth, right? (laughs) (laughs) Not, I'm going to admit, on this. (laughs) this If if anyone has it, I actually highly recommend you do, just to watch a catastrophic catastrophic (laughs) clusterfuck. Good times, good yeah. times. So, um, yes, I was going to go with that line of questioning. What makes, what's the difference between a cult and a religion? Mm. I mean, again, it's mostly, uh, it is like, so that weird sort of line is like, if there's a living person at it, then it definitely has to be. Which is then confusing, like, does Buddhism count? Because the Dalai Lama keeps coming back. I, I'm going to say not a cult. No, I'm gonna I, go. feel, I feel confident. I actually, I'm nothing against Buddhism, so I'm going to leave that one alone, actually. Asking the big questions. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's um, that they have been, um, certainly all the, 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 big, the big cults, the popular ones of the sort of the 70s, 60s and 70s, when there was the um, a rise in, you know, things like um, Jonestown, Heaven's Gate, all yeah. those kinds of things. Um it was, yeah, it was way, really it? associated with counterculture as well. So the idea of people turning away from mainstream society and trying to find a better way of living. And I think that um, that idea of cults almost having a really utopian vision 
is yeah. is part of it perhaps that ultimately most of the time descends into shit somehow but uh, that idea of that kind of we're doing we 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 have the secret knowledge that we've found a better way to live it's like when you, when you watch any cult documentary or a documentary about cults then they always start they always follow the same trajectory really that doesn't bother me because i love it but it always starts off and you are always like this actually looks lovely what a lovely way to live <laughs> we're having such a great time everyone's equal oh so an, oh wait he's abusing them yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like halfway through it's always and then he diddled all the members because there's always some charismatic some diddling going on there's a charismatic man at the front of it diddling people behind closed doors <laughs> <laughs> that's your definition of a cult that's when you know you're in a cult <laughs> Is there a, do you think there's a certain amount of members you need to have before you become a cult? No, I don't think so because there's, I was. There's you need at least, you need more than I reckon two because if it's two, you've just got a leader and then one other person, I think. I think this, I think they're called, this, something like the Sons of Thunder or Children some, of Thunder. Children of Thunder. Isn't there only like two three, of them? Is, three. Is that including the leader though? Y- yes. So And one of the others is the brother of the leader. Yeah. So I don't know if that even counts as a proper member. If anyone hasn't looked up the uh, the Children of Thunder, if you just want to watch the stupidest people in the world <laughs> attempt to commit crime, oh, it's so pleasing. But they're a crime cult. Yeah, they kept trying to extort money out of people, and then... It just descended quite quickly into murder, didn't it? And it didn't need to. They no. just kept like, right, so we've managed to swindle this money out and better murder them. Wait, why? <laughs> Wait, why, why are you murdering this person? Oh, you know, just, just to be on the safe side. Mm. But they're so incompetent, they've just fucked up every murder they did. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was just crime and uh, petty theft you were talking about, <laughs> but then I just... Uh, Wikipedia's telling me Glenn Taylor, Taylor Helzer is a self-declared prophet, former cult leader, and spree killer. Yeah. I think they emerged from Mormonism. They did, yes. So um, that, I suppose, it's Mormonism gone awry, in a way. I think, wasn't it something like Mormonism was too liberal for them? Because you know, you know how, like, just easy Mormonism is. He's dead. Oh, well. Yeah, death, <laughs> death I, mean, I, death I don't wish anybody dead, but I'm, I'm not sad. Victims five... <laughs> span of crimes between july 30th and august 7th he did a lot very quickly yeah it descended quickly into madness i think mm. and criminal penalty death i mean if you're looking at uh death count i guess uh jim jones, jim jones is gonna is be the one, uh, yeah. the big boy of the cult world <laughs> also had great sunglasses well, sure. Yeah. He's the, but that, he's but the icon. That's because of all the drugs he was doing. What, he needed to hide his face? He had to hide his red eyes. I do have a question about this, uh, along the lines of that, but it ties into one of the films we're going to be talking about later, so I'm, I'm going to hold it off to that. Okay. But, but all about death cults. But talking to that, should we dive into the films? Yes. Yes, no, partly no, because I've see. heard that there is a three-sided dice, and I can't get my head around it. <laughs> I so I need to see the three-sided <laughs> dice. I have it in my hand. I had to right look here. it up. Like, I sat there for ages when you messed saying, I've got a three-sided dice. Go, that doesn't work. How? How is this possible? I mean, technically, it does have five sides. <laughs> 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 but it can, only land, it can only land on three. That's even more confusing. <laughs> so I pass the dice round. I think we need to. It feels like we're getting into like a theoretical physics uh, podcast with the three-sided dice. This is mad. Hang on, there are two numbers on each of these three sides. Yes, because do you have to add them up? No, they all do the same thing. Just give a little roll. Just give a little roll and see what happens. 
So is the is the number that's on the bottom the one we want? No, it's the one at the top. Oh, okay. Is the one on the bottom upside down? Yeah. Yeah. They Jesus. Are, Holy shit, Ruth. <laughs> 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 it's just, have, have it's a, a go. Oh, it's very light. <laughs> I know. It's very small. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I get it. Welcome everybody to the Not the Bees Horror Podcast, where, where <laughs> we, we get into Dungeons and Dragons and uh, right. What was it called? A D three. D three. What's a D three? Just a dice with three sides or three options. Yeah, not three D because that would be confusing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Who? Should we, so we'll each be a number. We shall all be each. <laughs> that does not make any sense. I'm even more confused than when we started. These uh, rules are complex. Uh, yes. Yes. Um. Uh, let's make it simple. I will be number one. Okay. Boom, you can be number two. Yeah. Oh, I should have gone ladies first. No, right, I'm but, happy with that. And you'll be uh, number three. So, uh, Ruth, if you want to give I it roll? a roll, let's see where we come and who goes first. Number one. Number one, me. <gasps> oh, dear. <laughs> what, what have you got for us then? Justin? Well, I went, well, you know what I went for. <laughs> for tell, well, tell, I know, but tell the audience. <laughs> so, um, I went for a cult classic. <laughs> uh, the Endless. I wouldn't call it a cult classic. It's from 2017. Is there a time limit on cult classics when they... Look it up. (laughs) Speaking of looking it up, I just got to do some quick quick research on this. Uh, (laughs) Let me just check. Yes, so The Endless, which was released in 2017. A pseudo-sequel, maybe, to Resolution? Sort of, yeah. In, in, yeah. The, in the Resolution universe. Certain, yes, in the Resolution, in, definitely. In, in literally the same locality. In the same locality, yes. Directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who both star. Star and directed. Yes. And, and written by Justin Benson. Great, great choice. Great name. I'm going to say. Great name. Solid. I mean, when we were all choosing, I think we all, the three options I had... So you two have picked two of those, so I, <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely happy with everyone's choices. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. So you should probably start. Yeah, you yeah, tell us explain about to us why it, you've picked The Endless. It is, and this will go into my question about death ah. <laughs> earlier, uh, that I mentioned earlier. So The Endless is about two brothers who um, escaped in their youths from a UFO death cult, apparently. Um, and as they grow up, um, they the ties to the death cult still um, haunt them or definitely haunts one of them. And he wants to go back to just go check it out and see if it was as bad or as nice as he thought it was. Uh, One brother's very, very skeptical about it all, uh, but they go back and uh, things start to go awry while they're there. And it all is more than you think yes yes it's all much yeah. more complicated than if you, you think, haven't seen it before i'd be you're not guessing where that film's going no. no i would say and we have said spoilers it's a film about cults but the cult isn't the problem yes, <laughs> yes. and actually i i was thinking about it in conjunction with with my pick and i think with with the endless it's almost like you think it's about a cult and it ultimately isn't really mm. at all whereas the film i've picked you kind of don't think it's about a cult and then it is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's quite a nice a nice contrast in that way. <laughs> very, very much so. Very good. Um, so uh, what was I going to say about this? Uh, my question about the death cult mm. kind of thing. What makes a death cult a death cult? Is it the fact that everybody dies? Yes. Because, <laughs> well, no, I, I, I get that. I get that. Um, but 
they in all the blurb for this film for the endless um they uh describe themselves as escaping from a ufo death cult yes but no one has died so i don't understand why they could, and, and if they're planning to die well they're going to it, ascend yes okay so that's another that's another hallmark of cult, cult things is like there is uh re sort of using terminology of things to mean something else mm, to mean your and, own and no one's like i'm in a death cult no. People just say, oh, we're, you know, we're, yeah, we're going to a better way of life or um, Heaven's Gate, which was a kind of UFO cult. The no, same thing, like they, they thought that they were going to, they didn't think of it as death. They thought they were jumping on a comet, didn't they? And yeah. going off to live a perfect life in the stars somewhere. Um, I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they did. They probably did. <laughs> <laughs> they all just bought new Nike shoes and yeah. then died. So I think, but overall, uh, the endless the, the the guys who made it, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, uh, they, they seem to. I, I just I'm intrigued at everything they mm. do. Resolutions a good watch as well, which has strong ties to this, mm. in the sense that two of the main characters of Resolution, the only two characters yes. in Resolution, yeah. they pop back up as the same characters. <laughs> is there the third shitty mic come into it? There is something Shit, called Shitty, Shitty Carl. Shitty, Shitty Carl. Carl. Yeah. That's one of my favourite film names in ages. Like, he's on the credits as Shitty yeah. Carl as well. Yeah. Because they, they talk about Shitty Carl a lot in Resolution. But, but he, doesn't, he doesn't appear. Oh, you never actually no. see him. Okay. It is just those two, isn't it? But I think, you you know, in Resolution, um, there's a, a scary face appears at the window mm. in one point. And, um, and Mike's like, what the hell? And it's, a, you know, um, a girl from the local asylum or something i think he says oh, yeah, but yeah. i think that she is then in i think she's one she's of the girls a, he's in um the endless yeah she oh, does, does the painting she, of, think oh, it's she does mention that she yeah. like, used to hang out yeah. with crazy gun guy which <laughs> which is my crazy gun nut method <laughs> yeah crazy gun nut method <laughs> Oh. I, do you reckon that just because they love the name Shitty Carl, they had to make The Endless so they could make a film of Shitty Carl? <laughs> yeah. and like, this name is too good for us not to make an entire new film about it. And uh, surprisingly for cult film, uh, not many deaths. No. No. Well, or... Just Shitty Carl. Lots, lots of deaths. Lots of deaths, but like the same one over and over and over yes, and over. Yes, that is true. Which, which brings us up to, um, uh, let's start, we're, we're going to introduce some categories yes. into our choices mm. where we, uh, we'll we we'll do that. The we're first... trying to impose a sense of order on the word of, world of horror films. Yes, a new cult order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the first category we're going to go to is uh, the noose, we're going to call it. The noose. Uh, which is the best death in the thing. Now, as we just said, that depending on how you look at it, there's not many deaths in the endless, but there are endless deaths yeah. <laughs> in the endless, if you see that. Um, and I think th- pretty much the best one has to be Shitty Carl. Yeah. I, I agree completely. Shitty, shitty Carl. Carl. Uh, mainly for the comedy aspect yes. of it all. Uh, shitty Carl hanging himself or Shitty Carl shooting himself? Shooting himself. Shooting himself. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, for the, in, in the end, it's like obviously, you have been warned, there are spoilers. He is basically stuck in a time loop, so can't die. So every time he kills himself, he will just come back bursting out of his shack. Furious. Well, though, why was his body still hanging there? Shouldn't that have reset when the loop reset? Or is it just whatever the old god or whatever it is wants? Just feels like doing. Cannot, know, that's a good cannot answer. Okay. Just, just assume that's just what the mystical creature I want, thing I want there wants. to be a good answer for it, though, because I one of the things I really like about The Endless is that a lot... I mean, it's 
a preposterous notion but the way that within the universe it, it has its own logic and it works yeah. according to its own logic so i feel sure that there'll be a good answer it's probably again like it's, this is all first like some sort of ancient things it's very like, it, pleasure it, isn't it, it it's got ties to lovecraft i guess yeah. in some kind loose, loose yeah hence why, I mean, hence why i use the term like one of the old gods kind yeah of thing. yeah because I, like, I watched it with a friend who was just like it's cthulhu isn't it it's gonna be a good thing oh, i fucking wish it was cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen spring which yes, is also yes. that's that's another benson and moorhead yeah, film they, and that's they, they very love um lovecraft love a bit but of I, that's a, like a lovecraftian love story i suppose spring mm. so it's a different kind of a tone shitty carl's death as well with um the as you say god damn it yeah. once again my attempt to kill myself has succeeded but ultimately been futile um it's it's a very funny film there you know if you if you for not a comedy film if it? you don't ex- go in expecting it to be funny which why would you because as you say it's like this is a film about a ufo death cult it's really quite hilarious in parts yeah. and i think that's that's one of the reasons that it's so brilliant because it balances that really well one of the good ways to do thing with things like that is if, if you do have like comedy moments it lulls you into a false sense of security where you start to like you're enjoying watching it and it's like quite nice then if something disturbing happens it's all the more jarring mm. because you've been taken out of that state of comfort yeah mm. i just like with the um uh, the film itself i just think it's 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 done in a way that there's some nice surprising elements that you haven't seen in sort of cult movie absolutely type things i do like the tug of war yeah, that was interesting. You know, the struggle. The struggle. The struggle. It. Can I offer a, a counter-argument to Carl, Shitty Carl's Death being the best one? Oh, yes. Please. I like the um, man in the tent. I was going to ask who's you Who's in the, like, 30-second oh, yeah, yeah, the- time loop or whatever it is, and he just basically um, explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, um, he's, um, the younger brother's, like, peering in, and the guy's trying to warn him, and he just um, explodes, which I think is... Uh, someone says, "Oh, you, you know, if if you let the the beast do it or the old god or whatever, it's it's much worse than yeah. if you do it yourself." And I assume that's just because you explode into I'm, a yeah. I mess he's got of flesh. Ways. One thing I did feel bad about exploding Tent Man one was I, I don't know what his name is. We'll call him Exploding Tent Man because um, he's in such a short loop and everything. He's only got this like one little window he can look out of, and then he exploded on it. So if that dries, he's not going to be able to see <laughs> oh, out his window yeah, anymore. So his life's even worse now. Do you think he exploded because he deviated from what I he think was doing? so because he tries to warn. To, to warn yeah, me, yeah, I think I think so, and the the god is like, "What the fuck?" But then shitty, shitty Carl can deviate from what he does. Hmm. That's that's where again I think like he's just got different ways of en- of entertaining himself by fucking with all these people. Yeah, like true. maybe that's like why he's leaving the body hanging just to fuck with him, and why this guy's got such a short loop, and then another guy's still. The, if you the had- main camp has such a long loop. Yeah. Because there's more of them and maybe finds that entertaining to... Yeah, you want to let the human dramas play out, don't yeah. you? But when they're on their own, people. you can just find a different way to mm. fuck with them. How many 30-second um, loops do you think it would take before you went completely insane? <laughs> I don't know. Are you supposed to be able to break someone psychologically within 24 hours or something? Or is that just something that's not true I heard on television? <laughs> I was going to say, was this, it it might, was, was this fact come out yeah, in research? It might have been, by research, it might be watching Criminal Minds. <laughs> I don't know. That, don't know. Sounds, too, that sounds too quick. <laughs> but I think if you would do just the same thing over, Give it a week. Over, it a week. Over, over. Every 30 seconds yeah. for a week. Because you can't sleep either. No, you'd be demented. Mm. I mean, surely, you know, people working at Amazon would be <laughs> all destroyed with <laughs> I think they are all destroyed. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, very true. Very true. Oh, there we go. Customer service comes first. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Fuck you, Staff. Signed Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) We're not planning on releasing this on Amazon podcast. No, no. No. Next category is the axe. The axe. What would we cut from the movie? Um, The rope. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know. Um, It's pretty perfect as it is. Mm. Is Is it slightly long? It's an hour and 51 minutes. No, it's not too long. No, I think it's a, good, it's a good length. No, it's a good length. This is really difficult. I tell you what, I have one. If I have something I would cut. Oh, yeah. But- so at the very end, when they are just getting through the barrier, mm-hmm. I, you, then you see them make it and they survive. Mm. I would have cut it so you don't know. Oh, very good point. Ooh. That way you don't know if they succeeded or if they've just gone back to the start. Boom, a man of history. Yeah, I love an ambiguous ending. I don't agree. I lo- I'm pleased. <laughs> I feel happy that they got out. Also, I think isn't. I think, and I may have completely misread it. That there, it, I feel like isn't there a suggestion that they haven't got out? Oh, I see. Because isn't there? Um, Is they look at loop? the picture again. It's something about the picture. I feel it's significant. So there's this. Um, didn't they say they did the picture and they left it where their parents had died in the car crash? And when they come back to the camp at the beginning of the film, um, one of them's like, oh, it looks like, you know, this can't be the one we did because it looks like new. And I feel like that, to me, that suggests they've already gone into the, the area where the where the loop is beginning because that is all that's like like they've just done it so that's not outside the area so i don't know i wonder if the ending is still a little bit ambiguous and mm. there is a, maybe a suggestion that they think they've got out but they haven't mm. interesting. interesting yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> there's also the comment at the very end isn't it isn't one of the last lines something about the petrol gauge yeah that's true empty. it says it, yeah it's always empty but yeah yeah, I think there might be little hints that if you want yeah. to, you could kind of read it as, um, who knows, you know, they may be fucked after all. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all I can think. I, I don't, I have no. very few complaints about the film. I think it's excellent. It's quite difficult, isn't it? I can probably say more about your two picks. <laughs> what I would cut. <laughs> I, know pe- I know people are going to want to cut shit out of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, worst character, I would say, this is called The Pit. The Pit. <laughs> uh, worst character uh, who we would throw in yes, the, pit. the pit I would probably go with Aaron really yeah you find him a bit sarcastic no I find him really annoying that he keeps on <laughs> wanting to go back and do all this thing and while stop being in a cult <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly oh, but I want to be in a cult no <laughs> exactly. you know, but... they're going to a soon. <laughs> that sounds fun right I mean he is you know he's have, do you have a younger brother no, I am okay. the younger brother. All right, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> am I going to get some hard truths on this podcast? <laughs> no, I wondered if you were projecting about kind of having an annoying younger brother that no. <laughs> doesn't do what you tell tell him to do. But I mean, basically, Aaron's following his penis, right? Yeah, well, so, <laughs> he, he's trying to hang around because he's after. Uh, I think you know, he's too important to her, or they wouldn't be going back to the cult. You can't get rid of him, so. I mean, just, but, just, just, we're just, we're just the worst, not what we would cut, I suppose, isn't it? So, in a way, their life does seem to be quite shitty outside the cult. So maybe he's got a point. He does. You, did, you know, you they're did. just drunk all the time, from what I can tell, in the death cult. Every oh, day, you're just boozing. I, th- I thought you were going to start <laughs> off saying, like, they're just drunk out in their normal lives. I'm like, what? No, no, and then Aren't they, you all? know, he's, he says, you know, anything that could happen here can't be as shitty as our lives out of it. So I'm just, mm. you know, maybe he's 
Did he see the exploding man <laughs> in the tent? <laughs> well, yeah, he hadn't considered the exploding at that point, I think. Or the state of shitty Carl. Yeah. <laughs> I would consider, what's the, what's the guy in the white shirt who doesn't stop smiling the whole time? I find him annoying, if anything. Oh, yeah. No, Tim? the creepy one. Uh, just Is it like smiling Tim or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it could be a thing. Well, they, yeah, I mean, they weren't that literal with shitty Carl. No. <laughs> 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 Um, and then uh, there is no real. Um, my last category was the final girl. The final girl. But there, no well, there girl. there isn't. But there is. <laughs> I mean, there, there's several girls who. But they're not final because no one else fully died. No, that's true. Anyway. Yeah. This, this that will that category will be become more more apparent more as we go along. when we get to something like slashes or something. Absolutely, like absolutely. But uh, the endless, well worth checking out. Um, it's we have not done it justice. Well, I was going to um, just raise raise a point about it, which I wonder what you think is something that I read about it. Um, said that um, it came out around the same time as the cabin in the woods. Oh, okay, um, and there was a suggestion, uh, which initially I was like, "What the hell? That's crazy!" Uh, but actually, when you think about it, it makes a bit more sense that they're kind of. Um, similar in a way the themes are quite similar um the idea of what they're doing in in their both kind of examination of the idea of of um the process of watching horror almost so the kind of the whole thing at the cabin in the woods is is incredibly kind of meta in that it's you know it's the old gods are the viewer if you like and that yes, they want point. to see all these dramas played out over and over and over and they want to see human suffering um and that's kind of a, a metaphor for the horror film viewer and the endless in a sense does have a do you think that kind of idea of you know yeah. the the same thing like the old god this old god or alien or whatever it is wants to see drama and human it wants to see stories doesn't it he's obsessed with having stories mm. it's very true but both films t- do take away free will from the main characters like if you're stuck in a time loop mm. you don't have free, free will because you are constantly going around mm. i mean i suppose within that whatever time you have you can do what you want but yeah. ultimately mm. you 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 know you have an end <laughs> basically before it all starts again and then yeah. cabin in the woods people are there the, the people in the cabin think they have free will free will but and they're, they're, they're being manipulated they're being to manipulated. behave in particular Absolutely. ways but is that not just life yes. except we don't get exploded <laughs> by an alien and then we get to try it all again another another time <laughs> well that we know of oh, no. <laughs> anyway i thought that was quite an interesting comparison because yeah, it's not no, necessarily something i would have ever I thought not con- of really. I not considered that. So I'm glad mm, you brought it up. The, the idea that it's actually about film viewership, or it's mm. about our obsession with stories. No, I like it. Yeah. So let's move on from the endless. Highly re- would you recommend people watch it? Highly recommend. Absolutely, it. and I would actually recommend you watch Resolution first. Yes, because I, I think you'll get a little bit more out of the endless if you've already seen Resolution. Would you recommend <laughs> Resolution though as a film? I'd recommend both. Yes. Highly recommend. Have a double bill. Oh. <laughs> yes, why not? Yeah. And then, like a, a spring chaser. Yeah, oh. to, just, to cleanse the palate. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Is it, the spring has got a lot more, I would say, I, I haven't seen it for so long, but it's it's a bit life-affirming. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. For, 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 it's, like, it's basically a monster romance. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's lovely. 
Moncom. Moncom. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the dice. Let's see uh, out of you two which one comes up. I bet it comes one again. Number three. It's Number me. three. Over to Ruth. Ruth, what do you have? I have for you um, the film The Invitation, Woo. directed by Karen Kusama, who is an amazing director, apart from Jennifer's Body, which is a terrible piece of shit. Well, people love that film. Not me. I hate it. <laughs> 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 but in general, excellent director. And um, The Invitation, I think, is brilliant. I've watched it quite a few times. Um, the first time I watched it was um, a few years ago and I was off work sick. And I was just basically spending all my days downloading horror films and watching as many horror films as I possibly could. Um, so I'd almost gone into a little bit of a kind of a horror film slump you know and then I watched the invitation and it was kind of just absolutely stood out as being incredible and um I love it and as I said earlier on it's kind of it is about a cult but you're not really sure it's about a cult until quite a long way through the film and then you're kind of like shit shit they do do joke about it several times like Actually, give a rundown about what the film. Okay, about. so the film is um, it's sort of you almost think it's the setup is a little bit like one of those um, sort of one setting. It's all in in a house, pretty much a house up in the Hollywood Hills in this very kind of exclusive neighbourhood, um, and it's a group of friends who haven't seen each other for several years. I think at least two or three years, um, and the main character is uh, Will. Uh, I'm sure we're going to hear more about him because he's played by <laughs> uh, Logan, Marshall Logan Green, Marshall Green yeah. um, who we all have some thoughts on. And uh, <laughs> my main thought is he looks like Tom Hardy. But um, anyway, and and he's he's going back into the house uh, with that he used to share with his ex-wife. Uh, they had a terrible tragedy, which, as the film unfolds, you learn is that um, their son was killed in a kind of freak playing accident as far yeah. as i can tell um, exploded in a tent <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um and and so for him it's it's the first time he's been back to this house and all his old friends are assembled there um and his ex-wife eden um has it's is apparently behaving in a kind of a strange manner her new boyfriend david is there um and they start to bring up some strange ideas through the course of the film and Will is convinced everything is wrong, something strange is going on and he gets very suspicious. Everyone else thinks he's being paranoid. Ultimately, it's a death cult. Yep. Uh, and Eden and David uh, try to poison them all mm. with mixed results. <laughs> Hilarious consequences. My, my, my initial thought of this was that um, you said at the beginning, you said, uh, you know, you don't think it's a cult, but then it turns out it yeah. is. Um, and this is probably going to sound really, really stupid, but on second viewing, mm. I, I could... I knew I knew the answer already, but it was... It was a lot clearer. It was a lot yeah. clearer right from the off. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you know something, <laughs> it's hard to not know it, if you know what I mean? Like, I think that the, the reason that it, it works and that it's able to kind of maintain that sense of, you know, is Will right that something is horribly wrong or is he paranoid or is he still so grief-stricken by the death of his son that he can't really tell what's going on and it manages to to keep that balance because of that focus on the kind of the grief element yeah um so that almost distracts you and you're like oh you know obviously this tragedy in the past has happened you you know is will completely paranoid or 
and he's right. He's right. I mean, there could have been there could have been like the twist. I guess at the end could have been that they were all just fine. Yeah, and, and Will was the problem, and he yeah. went on a big spree. Or, That's true. Or maybe his wife or his new girlfriend yeah. could that, have been the one. That in, might have been a better ending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think as well. Once you know what what the ending is, once you know that Eden and David are planning to poison them all with barbiturates in their uh, in their toast, uh, not their. Crisp, not a crispy toast, toast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a drink toast. They have a digestive. Um, <laughs> she, when you watch it again, um, I think the the actress that plays Eden, um, I think she's called Tammy Blanchard or something. Uh, she is so good at. She has like these kind of mad eyes. Mm. So she's mm. smile. She's got this kind of fixed smile all the time, but her eyes are kind of something's weird and wrong in her yeah. eyes. And I think she's she's really good at that kind of. Barely suppressed kind of mania. I think that's great and acting. I would absolutely agree with that. I, I always found like when I when I was watching it and they were at the party and everything going on. Whenever she was speaking or anything like that, there was just something very unnerving about mm. her throughout. And I was like, oh, like oh, sh- cl- clearly, why are people like you know hanging yeah, around this person? Yeah. This is all thing. And then they do flashbacks when they do the flashbacks and things and all mm. oh she seems really nice yeah. <laughs> yes before the terrible tragedy yes. that, and the the because you do again i think you watch it and you're like god why were the why are these people friends they don't seem to really have anything in common at all but the implication of course is that they were all quite different before this terrible thing happened mm. um yeah i think it's um one for me one of the interesting things about cults is the psychologically why are people drawn to these things and ultimately why are they why are people drawn to things which can be incredibly self-destructive um and i think that the answer that the invitation gives to that is this idea of like grief and guilt and you know grief and guilt seem to be the things that have everyone in this cult is driven by these emotions I suppose a lot of cults in general tend to basically almost prey upon broken people mm. like just people who are have either lost something or like have always been searching for something so they're presented with this like everything the world's offered mm. them so far hasn't fixed them mm. but, every, but they kind of want to be fixed so someone has all the answers like if you do all these things your life will be better I mean it's a lovely someone. idea isn't it yeah. that there's just a, a, an easy answer like um, in the film Eden says she's like you know when you're feeling sad or unhappy you don't have to feel that way you can just stop feeling like that it's like that would be great but that's not really how actually emotions work yeah i like their man the, their like disturbing friend that they've invited to yeah. dinner who's not part of the main group like when he tells a story about how he killed his wife pruitt yeah pruitt that's it just, terrifying pruitt he is a very intimidating man because shitty pruitt <laughs> 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 And like, yeah, when he says, like, so, but, you know, I've just, like, chosen to forgive myself. Yeah. At which point, obviously, like, um, what's his name again? Logan Marshall Green's yeah. character. Will. So I go, wait, no, no, that's not okay. <laughs> you can't just do this. No. Um, I think for, for me, when I watched The Invitation as well, I'd seen Zodiac. Um, and Pr- mm. Pruitt, oh, the guy yes. that plays Pruitt, plays the person in Zodiac that you're, it's kind of leads you to think that he's the Zodiac killer and he's absolutely terrifying in Zodiac and I think yeah. he has that really because he's quite a big guy and he has a really kind of quiet menace mm. about he's got a very, him like, quite a soft voice as mm. well which like if someone is this, when someone's like softly spoken is scarier than if someone screams at you mm. and like when you also have like the large intimidation factor because yeah. like, he's a very big man and yeah. Yeah, has one of those terrible haircuts where he's completely bald on top, but insists on clinging to that side. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the, the Frasier. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pruitt's greatest sin in your book, terrible hair. Yeah. Well, other than killing his wife and just being all right with that now. But 
Uh, I'm going to dive straight into a spoiler. Dive in. I'm going to dive straight into a spoiler. So um, Pruitt tells his story. Mm -hmm. Disturbs quite a few people. Mm -hmm. One of them, it's too much. She gets up and leaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pruitt follows her. Yes. What happens? Probably kills her, doesn't he? Oh yeah, that, that, I, I that, think that he conversation. Does. <laughs> I, I really, I really want him to not kill her because I feel like she, of all of them, does the right thing. Yes. she's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. This is fucking crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, the implication is he's oh, he absolutely follows. the implication. And, is that, uh, yeah. We don't know though. I mean, we'll ne- we'll never know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I find it. Uh, I, I love it. I think it's a really tense scene because you're mm. expecting something to happen. Yeah, you you you, 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 you know, you think something's going to go on, and I like the fact that. Uh, uh, what slogans character called Will? Will. Will Why can't we remember this? I know, right? Uh, it's because uh, of your love for Logan himself. Yeah, we should get this out of the way. Like all three of us were chatting on a uh, group message about this. Like we all just have a huge crush on Logan Marshall Green. Not apologising for this. And an Michael Hasman for me as well. Yes, exactly. Very handsome no, man. Yes. One thing, Eden. She has phenomenal taste in men. Like, uh, <laughs> she has picked two incredibly <laughs> handsome men. It's like, whoa, it's giving me the vapors. I'm getting a little hot in here just watching this film. Yeah, I find, uh, yes, uh, Will's uh, beard, hair, style, <laughs> it, it just did it for me. Yeah. It, really, it, looks, it looks like Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die, who's yeah. also a handsome I man had well. to ask uh, my wife to leave the room. I needed some me time when, <laughs> when he was on uh, watching that. Yes, but uh, going back to the mm. uh, the Pruitt, uh, yeah. did he uh, murder mm. this this woman who I cannot remember the name of? Claire. Uh, Claire. Oh, well you didn't. Hmm? I know, I've been, I've been uh, just checking all the names. <laughs> That's all good. Um, you know, uh, Will goes to the window and he watches which is uh, with, with intent, yeah. doesn't he, to see to make sure she's okay. But just at that that crux, he stops. <laughs> he stops watching. Well, David comes over and he's like, "Will, let me talk to you about something," doesn't he? And he pulls him away. Yes. Yeah. Well, mm. no. Yeah, I know that happens. But wouldn't you like, you know, just just, just a minute, one minute, one minute, one minute. And there's a car that drives past at the same time. Did you notice that? They're moving cars around, aren't they? And also, interesting that you've said that, because now I've just thought there's a bit, isn't there, in the film when someone comes to the door and you never see who it is? Oh, yeah. There's a bit where David answers the door and you never you never find out. And he's like, oh, just someone looking for a party or something. Oh, yes, that's it, yeah. But that's never explained, so no. maybe, yeah, maybe there's the, the suggestion that there's kind of a... Other cult members are sneaking about. My, my, my question about the car driving past when it, when it does it, it's not them moving cars. It's mm. literally on the road. You can see it going past. I wonder if that's n- other cult members yeah. because, you know, murdering someone on a busy street yeah. isn't, you know, and I imagine he didn't have any weapons to hand, so it must have been a strangulation. <laughs> yeah, Classic I mean- Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, talking of uh, death. Yes. The best death. What, what do you think would be the best death in this one? I've gone back and forth a lot, but I think I'm going to go with my original pick, which is Gina, who is the only one that the barbiturates successfully poison. Um, And I like it because it's a couple of reasons. So it it actually, at the point, so she drinks the toast, Will smashes everyone else's glasses out of their hands, but Gina, as we've learned, likes a bit of the old, the booze and the drugs, so she's glugged her. We'd right all down. be Gina. We'd yeah, be Yeah, I know. I did someone just, like, someone oh, just offers you a drink. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ooh. I would definitely be Gina. Um, and some, but something else happens with Sadie, um, who's this crazy kind of um, 
Mansonite kind of style cult yeah. cult member. Presumably Sadie is a reference to... Uh, there was a Manson girl called Sadie there as well. Was. So she that's, is very Manson. Yeah. Um, Chill out, Sadie. <laughs> Chill out. And Will is having kind of a fight with her. And you don't even realise that Gina's gone. Mm. And then um, Kira, Will's girlfriend's like, she's not breathing. And it's Gina. And Gina's dead on the table, all foam out of her yeah. mouth. And that's the moment when um, everyone else is like, oh, shit. Will was right. He was right all along. And I like that it's a kind of quiet... Um, off-screen moment but it has that it's the moment the film kind of turns to be like full horror from that point on because it really is it's all about kind of tension and dread and then after Gina's dead it goes like full kind of hectic running around the house stabbing smashing all kinds of stuff and it also like confirms clubbing because you're teetering the line as to which is it is Mm. it the cult and something's wrong or is Will being overly paranoid and is like the victim of his own grief and that's the point where they beautifully like teeter between the two don't they because they as you say like you think they're talking about crazy Manson Mm. girl was oh she's not breathing Mm. Oh wait, no! It's, it yeah. isn't, it isn't Will. He was right. So, so it's, that's it's a, that's my that's my favourite. Interesting, interesting. I tell you what, I think the worst death is <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is his ex-wife shooting herself in the stomach. I mean, yeah. who Why does would that? You do the stomach. <laughs> right. The worst idiot. place to shoot yourself. Yeah, I'd like to die outside slowly in a big cliche, please. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's an absolute idiot. I'm not wearing this white dress for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah. Never shoot. Listeners, don't shoot yourself in the stomach. Ideally, don't shoot yourself at all. But if you're going to, chest or head. Uh, going back to the uh, the poison, yeah. um, something um, I, I I did do, do some internet research and someone pointed this out. Um, But they talk about the wine throughout. Mm. Um, oh yes, the expensive wine. The expensive wine, which I have a uh, history of. Um, I was doing a job uh, a couple of years ago, and one of the my clients, I had to order eighteen bottles of this <gasps> expensive Rothschild wine. Wow. Um, Twenty thirteen, I think they said in the film it was something like nineteen ninety four or something like okay. that. It was a, it was an earlier wine. Right. Um but the the wine I had to order was it was it ended up being about five hundred pounds a bottle of wow. it. And they wanted eighteen of them. Did you get to try any? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. But it was a twenty thirteen Rothschild. It came in very fancy wooden crates. Yeah, for, for nice. five hundred pounds you, you expect it to be in a fancy crate. Exactly. If they sent you in a carrier bag, you're like Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Tesco shop. <laughs> shop the carrier bag. Um, but the wine, um, throughout the movie, it mm. is uh, it poured from bottles. And then at the very end, it's from it's decanted. Yeah, a it's a special little carafe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's true. There we go. That's Bring true. me the murder carafe. <laughs> <laughs> I wish to do it. So. Yeah, there you go. Um, any, any comments, Boom, on the uh, best death? No, I'm kind of happy with that. I mean, there's, yeah. a good, there's a good team effort with Pruitt. I mean, know. obviously, when Pruitt dies, you are cheering. You're happy he's dead. And also, Kira, like, keeps going. She's just, like, smashing him in the head. And you're like, yes, make sure. Good. Definitely make sure. Good bit of bludgeoning. Yeah, exactly. I do like it when people in films like do it efficiently. Just like <laughs> when people just... It drives me insane whenever you watch anyone, like, they hit them once... Drop the weapon. Like, don't need that anymore. Keep smashing Keep him. that weapon. Yeah, firstly, don't stop until you can, like, see brain. <laughs> it's like, also... It's um, like in it's... Jeepers Creepers is a good one, where, like, 
it's supposed to be a silly overkill, but it's correct. Where they're just smashing him with the car. Yeah, they just, just yeah. runs over him in a car, then reverses over him in a car, then goes forward over him and backwards. <laughs> Is that enough? No. And she just keeps doing it. Going, it's- you are a smart person. I'm, I'm sorry. Actually, she did survive in it, didn't she? So she did survive. She deserved um, to. It's also quite a fun, there's a bit where Will is looking at his girlfriend, basically just smashing this man's head in and his eyes, he's a bit like, oh, didn't, (laughs) not quite what I had bargained for. But he had said to her already, he was like, we're doing whatever we need to Mm. to get out of here. And she's just taking that to its conclusion. I do like, I do like in a good, normally a horror movie where somebody, and it's normally a bludgeon, uh, (laughs) someone gets hit or something happens and there's that moment of, I don't understand what's happening mm. to me. Like Pruitt, get, he, when he get first yeah, gets hit, yeah. he, he looks around, you know, his, his cheek's all exposed, it's all breaking mm. out, and he's yeah. like, and he's kind of got that look on his face. Like, and norm, normally in films, you uh, you get, I don't know, someone's missing like half their jaw or something, or <laughs> and it's like, I, it hasn't quite dawned on me yeah. what the, the severity of this boo-boo that I've got. <laughs> I've got but uh, no, I do like a confused bludgeon. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is what would happen if, because if you get like, you know, sucker punched or something like that, you just have no idea what's going on for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw it in the Oscars the other day, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock, very. Uh, I mean, he handled it well. He was, yeah, good credit to him. But uh, fuck you, Will Smith, and all your Scientology friends. There we go. <laughs> so my worst character is, I think, again, I had some different ideas, but I'm going to go for Tommy, and I reckon you don't even know who that is. <laughs> Is he the doctor's boyfriend? Tommy is the doctor's boyfriend, Miguel's boyfriend. Um, Because I feel Tommy, he just doesn't really contribute much. Um, He gets really arsy with Will. Um, He's like, why are you behaving in this terrible way? It's like his fucking kid died in this house and now his wife's gone insane. I feel like Will can have some... Exactly. This is a rough day for him. And then... Fuck off. My main problem with Tommy is that he... Bloody gets to survive, and I don't feel he deserved it. I yeah. was going to question, was Tommy the one who survives at the end when you were going because on this run? He didn't listen. No, he, he didn't, didn't, he, didn't do, he didn't help with bludgeoning Pruitt to death. Did he kill Houseman, though? No. Doesn't he stab him? Maybe. Yeah, he does. All he right, fine, Tommy deserves to live, but... Um, Although, no, actually, I, just, I think we all would have rather Houseman stayed alive. Yeah, right? well, just, no. just him and Logan Marshall Green, and they just bro down and go <laughs> off into the sunset together. <laughs> I was going to say, I would have preferred Ben to survive, because Ben was I my favourite of the gang. Um, he's the... Because you get quite a bit of Ben background, don't you? He was a much like, more yeah. like filled-out character. Yeah. Um, and I just was, at the end, like, really, Tommy's the one? Tommy's the one here? Yeah. Push him down the cliff. I like the fact at the very end when when Tommy comes back, you don't realise he's still alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, that uh, you know you think there's going to be a big um, kick off between Will and Hausman, and um, and then Tommy gets involved and uh, Will just sits down <laughs> and, and watches it from the top of the he stairs. He has been shot though. Yeah. <laughs> and also at the end, Tommy's like, "I'm going back in to get Miguel," um, and Kira and Will are like, "All right." see ya and they just like, oh, we'll help you carry the dead weight of your boyfriend's body back out of the house looking back on it they're a pair of bastards really oh, I think also just think right thinking right at the end of the film um one of the other things that I love about it is the um 
that they look across the hillsides of LA and they see all the red lanterns, mm. which is basically a sign that the cult has been active and all these houses have got presumably people and sirens start going sirens off. Yeah. you hear a bit of screaming it's the kind of yeah it's, the helicopter like, flies it's not past. just us they're everywhere yeah nice ending mm, yes yes i i did think uh and it is it's a very uh personal joke uh that you two will get but anybody who's listening to this will not but i <laughs> i would like to see a remake of this called the invite uh just to piss off bob uh, our friend Bob, who uh, <laughs> who is very particular whether it's uh, the use of invite or invitation, he likes things to be grammatically correct. <laughs> he does like he? things. <laughs> um, pretty, whenever we go, I am the bane of his existence. I will deliberately <laughs> say a few things wrong, and have been doing for several years now. <laughs> I'm amazed he hasn't just. Well, punched, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Would you choose a different worst character? Um, no, I completely agree with you. Actually, everyone else. I mean, the, the other option was. Um, uh, what's his name? Arrives at a party late. Oh, Choi. Choi. He has basically yeah. put Choi's just a, a plot twist. Yes, he? he's just a device, so he yeah. doesn't really count. But without him, you wouldn't have that section of film yeah. where, like, he gets that voicemail saying, like, you know, I'm outside now, yeah. but he's not there. So it adds another layer to it. So he is a bit. He's more necessary. But I do agree with you. The other guy yeah. is is useless. <laughs> Anyone else? Could, we would have. I'd rather have someone else have killed yeah. Houseman. Yeah, and someone else to survive. Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Ben? Yeah, nice yeah. Ben. Yeah, I like Ben. He, he went through a lot. Yeah, he got slapped in the face earlier on for like no reason. That was the sign of Eden's madness, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Coming out. Like the veil <laughs> kind of lifted for a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. <laughs> Poor old Ben. And he, and he also just another, got stabbed I, by the lunatic. And also another realistic reaction where she slaps. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? That is... That is I, okay, I, sorry. I, I was probably going to go, uh, worst character for me was Sadie. In the fact, you, did you think like, she was a bit over the top? Especially if you're trying to coerce people into a death cult, you don't need somebody. <laughs> you know, her and Pruitt. Like, she's, well, you she's, know. A, she's a honey trap, so she's useful for certain members. She's <laughs> honey. Yeah. She, that's straight up by Betty. That's her role. <laughs> but she's just funk. She's too insane. He's like, calm the fuck down, Sadie. We're trying to kill these people. Don't give it away. Yeah, don't, don't give it away. Prove it. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> shut up with your stupid story. <laughs> there is, um, while Pruitt's telling the story about how he killed his wife, um, again, it's all very sort of subtle and clever, but there's you can see that um, Michael Hausman is sitting sort of still, but he's like his hands, he's like tw- twisting his hands all around. And I, again, watching it back, you're like, he's basically just thinking, well, this is... This isn't ideal. He's like, shut the fuck up through it. But he can't say because he has to be all cool. And uh... and a good reaction from Ben as well. Lots of good reactions in this yeah. film. All the reactions to everything are very realistic. Because once he tells a story, just like Ben's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's... Awkward moment. Are we, are we seriously listening to this fucking yeah. lunatic? Yeah. What, do you, what do you think the ultimate... Oh, <laughs> this is going to sound stupid again. But the ultimate end game for them was obviously to to murder everyone yeah. but w- did they want to take them with them well that was the thing i think that the thing that is um eden is sort of convinced herself that they again this idea i don't know if they say ascending ascending it's, but it's going to kind of a better it's a classic place, cult isn't thing it? isn't it like yeah. whatever your ascension is or use whatever word you use transgression yeah. or anything or like so basically eden thinks she's doing them all a favor so she's like i've gathered together all my favorite people we're, to yeah, take this journey with me yeah. so arrogant why savior <laughs> literally in a white dress exactly there we go. None more white. until it goes red <laughs> uh yeah no i was just because cults normally are um oh no our special place is just for 
for us you believe mm. for this long that's true you know actually, that's it's true, not, yeah. not not a case of we're going to take as many of you yeah. with us bring all your friends <laughs> like, like the jehovah's witnesses is it like one hundred and forty-four thousand or something like that yeah. there's only that much space <laughs> <laughs> it's apparently the heaven is quite small is it yeah, you, I mean, look it up. It's something like that number. It's 144,000. Like, yeah, and you've just got to work your way up the rankings so yeah. you have that secure place. And bizarrely, that's through recruitment, I believe. Mm. So, which makes no sense. Surely that's counterproductive to your cause. That's but, true. Yeah. You'd have thought that it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm asking a little too much, really. <laughs> yeah, my mind's going all over the place. With <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when they get to a certain amount, they open up Paradise 2. <laughs> or something that they go to I don't know I don't know it's hard I'd say we'd include uh, the boyfriend what's his name Choi Cho- not Choi oh Miguel's boyfriend oh t- you just ax him totally just get rid of him but doesn't I, serve a purpose I have got an answer but I love the film and it is nearly perfect I find the bit where Choi's appeared, Will's like, shit, I've made a mistake. Everything's lovely after all. Um, and then, oh, I just will so happen to open this laptop and watch a video of uh, yeah. uh, Father Joseph or Dr. Joseph just telling everyone to um, to do the, the final step. Um, that's a bit, for me, that was a little bit contrived. Mm, I'd agree with you. I, yeah. I, again, I, I agree it's a near-perfect film. I, I've watched it three times now and I've just absolutely mm. loved it each time. As soon as I finished watching, I went to my wife and Fuck, I love that film. I just really, really love that film. It's a great choice. But yeah, I think that's probably the only But, thing you know, I can, I can forgive them that because I think in, a, in every other way, it's... Super. Just to make it clear. Yeah. Why? Because why, I, I suppose you, you do need some sort of device there because he's, Choi, Choi's turned out to be all right. Yeah. He's accepted. He's just being weird. There's exactly. nothing going on here. So you need to get him back in that zone of this place is fucked. But I think that could have been done in maybe a slightly less clunky way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I would toy with maybe losing the flashbacks. Do we need the flashbacks? Mm, I think maybe you're right about that as well. But they they do like you say they do show why everyone is so keen to make the evening work. I suppose. Oh yeah. Why they're all like we do really love Eden from the old days when she wasn't a crazy cult maniac. <laughs> Stomach shooting. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is one. Sure. Kira. <laughs> I'm just Oh, thinking, you don't feel very well. well, well no, I'm just like, maybe I want Will to be the final girl. You can't, though. <laughs> He's got long hair. Uh, <laughs> He's not a kind of alpha male type. So. No, but I mean... Anyway, no, I guess. She's, she's all right in it, but I wasn't necessarily happy that she was Kira. the final girl. Yeah, because the film could have succeeded perfectly well if she wasn't in it. She did bludgeon through it to death. Someone else could have bludgeoned through it to death. <laughs> They could have kept Miguel alive. <laughs> <laughs> or kept Ben alive. Keep Ben. Ben, ben wish- could have bludgeoned Pruitt. Yeah, Ben should have bludgeoned Pruitt. The boyfriend should have died. I've forgotten his name Tommy. already. And Tommy. Forgettable no ca- Tommy. No one cares about Tommy. He could have died. Ben could have survived. And then it's finally with Will and Ben at the end. Perfect. Uh, so uh, I think it's quite clear. Invitation we, we recommend. Absolutely. Highly. Absolutely. Good. Yes, I would. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, my wife hates horror films. Uh, she watched... Uh, it kind of she was doing work at the same time popped up kept on asking questions throughout so that's how I tell she's invested uh, <laughs> at the time in it and uh, yeah, it was alright great liked Excellent. it liked it
So uh, we don't need to roll the dice on the uh, the last one. Uh, we're all uh, clever enough, I guess, to work out that if out three, and we've done two already, <laughs> that there's only one number left, which would be number two. Yes, indeed. Which would be, roll the dice anyway. Let's see if it comes up a two. Hey! There we go. There we go. Number two now. Go. Uh, So, uh, boom. Uh, Your choice, uh, classic affair. Yeah, I've gone for... So I actually wrote like a really sort of like well thought out long rundown of the film. I didn't know if we were supposed to be doing this or not. But you two have gone very casual, so I will do the same thing. I just... I think as we go along, uh, I may... Probably take more notes. Okay, I, mean, I, I can, I can, I'll, I'll, I did have things like that. Well, I've gone for, to cut to the chase. Cut to I've it. gone for 1968's The Devil Rides Out. Yes. So yeah, it is, I'm a big Hammer Horror fan. That's, uh, I'm sure we'll cover Hammer Horror at some point. So I was umming and ahhing about whether I should choose this one or not, but... Again, it's fertile ground, though, isn't it? It is. There's yeah, so there's, much. There's so much there, and I just—I'm a big fan of the film. I really—it's not perfect. We'll cover this later. I'm, I'm looking at you, Ruth, especially because I know there's something you want to bring up. <laughs> but no, I just—I just really like that film. It's just got a good old classic satanic cult in it. So we've gone for some like you two have gone for nice like slightly more unusual ones, like yeah. a bit more off the beaten path of things, and I. I think all three of these work quite well as a broad scope of cults. Mm. And this one's just kind of bog standard, good versus evil kind of story about a satanic cult. So the gist of the rundown of the film is uh, Christopher Lee and his mate, Sorry. Rex. Rex, so account. Good name, Rex. Oh, no, it's not Count, it's Duke de, Duke de Richelieu. De Richelieu, yeah. De Richelieu. So the Duke, we'll just call him because. He's a fancy man, that's He's for very sure. fancy. So he, he and Rex. It's spelled D U C, by the way, so not Duke as in. Yes. But it's just, they, it's pronounced Duke. All right. That's Duck. what they say in it. Don't call it. <laughs> All right, duck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they um, they make an unexpected visit to young Simon, who is a friend of... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have just remembered something that I need to bring up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they make an unexpected visit to their friend Simon, who is the son of one of their old war buddies. Uh, they've, he's basically, he's in their charge. So they basically keep an eye out for him and look after him. They go there and find he has 12 mysterious guests come for dinner. And unknown to everyone, it turns out the Duke is a occult expert, having never mentioned this to any of his lifelong friends before. How but, convenient. Yeah, it's just like, when you know this much about it and you can literally do witchcraft, like, how has that never come up? Like, you've not just dropped it in in conversation, because I love occult stuff and I talk about it all the fucking time. But he, apparently he never has. So he, he deduces that there is an evil sinister man called Mokata, who is uh, basically trying to baptise Simon and a young lady called Tanith, into their satanic cult. I've got some comments about Tanith. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Tanith will be mentioned in several categories. <laughs> but yeah, so it basically then becomes with uh, them trying to save not only their bodies, but also their souls from the devil himself. Nice. I really liked the very unsubtle music. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> the soundtrack is <laughs> just that it's so big and it's just like when it, it's just so dramatic yeah. it goes from like zero to a thousand 
immediately as soon as the score kicks in. Absolutely. And, I, and if you want to hear an excellent cover of it, by the way, um, Phantom Ass is the director's cut. So Mike Patton and his oh, super yes. group of people do a cover of The Devil oh, Rides Out. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, okay. That's really cool as well. A bit of Dave Lombardo and King Buzzo doing it as well. So. Lovely. Yeah, here's, highly recommend that. Here's a question for you. Christopher Lee or Logan Marshall Green? You can't do this to me. <laughs> wait, wait what, what am I doing with them? Well, just, you know, You've got two hands. <laughs> because a skiing Chris, holiday or something. In every film, but also especially in The Devil Rose Out, he's just, he's like ludicrously handsome, isn't he? he? I wouldn't say he's ludicrous. You know, you fancy him a lot more than oh, I do. So I, I think, but he's look, so, he's just, oh, he's just I think looks wise, so I'm going to go with Logan Marshall Green. For looks, but for presence and oh. just oh god, I wish you were like my dad. His, well, like, his t- maybe my maybe my uncle. I'm not going to get rid of my dad. I like my dad a lot, so I think okay. that's I think that's how I would go. You would just straight up marry him, though, wouldn't you? I wouldn't marry him. So are we do like are we do like marry Shag Kill. <laughs> no, no. I just I just, he's such an astonishing presence. In in anything, I love that. Mm, I love that story. Uh, I don't know if you've heard it. Of um, obviously, Christopher Lee was in Lord of the Rings, mm. um, and they were talking about when he his death scene, and um, he was he did a scream or something like that, and uh, oh! <laughs> and Peter Jackson said, "No, no, I wanted to be more like this." And uh, Christopher Lee was like, "Have you ever heard a man <laughs> <laughs> being stabbed in the back before? Because I have." <laughs> kind of like very, very uh, thing, and it's just like just back, back away, just back away. <laughs> how do you how do you direct Christopher Lee? Though like, I want you to do this. I think no. <laughs> okay, I don't um, think you can. Anyway, sorry, I've derailed the... Uh, no, 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 it's absolutely fine. Yeah, so Derailed the discussion. Where do we head from? Well, yeah. I, I really liked... Uh, well, I didn't really like... I got excited when um, I was reading up about Devil Rides Out and it was based on a story or a book by Dennis Wheatley. Yeah. Yes. And I got... Ex- no, maybe I've got the name completely wrong. No, oh, it's not name. It, it, it is no, Dennis no, Wheatley. I'm just trying to think. But isn't the director of, like, Kill List uh, another that's cult film? That's also Dennis Wheatley. No, that's, no, that, ben, that's Wheatley. ben Wheatley. Ben Wheatley. But I, I don't think they're related. They are not. And listen, but this is what <laughs> I, when I when I saw that, I got really excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if they're related. And there's a nice little tie here. That would be wonderful here. if they were. Uh, but but there is no tie. Yeah. Um, I uh, f- for a, for a minute there, I was a bit concerned. As I was saying it, I was like, isn't his name Ben Weevely or something like that? Was it was I Ben yeah, Weasley my, when <laughs> Potter? Um, no, but Dennis Wheatley, uh, who wrote a load of spy, uh, spy books or something mm. like that as well. This is yeah, I he, think it's a bit of a departure from. What yes, from I think he's a big fan of the film though. Apparently, so he, he was very happy. And it's Christopher Lee's favorite film. His favorite Hammer film, at mm. least. Screenplay by Richard Matheson. Yes, well. of I Am Legend fame. Yes. Um, what made you choose The Devil Rides Out um, over all the other satanic cult films? I just, I don't know. I just think like it's like the sum of its parts. I really like. I just, I, again, like, I love this score to it. I love Christopher Lee. I think uh, Charles Gray does a great. Charles job. Gray is great in he's it. Yeah, he's wildly charismatic as the. He's, cult he's the villain. Did yeah. he? Play, he played Bold, Boldfeld, didn't he? Yes. As well. Blofeld. So both Bo, Blofeld, sorry, Boldfeld. In Boldfinger. <laughs> Boldfinger. Yeah. So uh, both uh, both Christopher Lee and Charles Gray played baddies in Bond films. They have indeed. So you're, yeah. you're in. They're in. Rex is in esteemed company. I forgot what that guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> is, but, yeah. I don't know. There's just something incredibly like 
Maybe it's a nostalgia thing, but there's something I find like, it's almost like a nice big warm hug watching a Hammer horror film <laughs> for me. I just, I absolutely love it. I'll happily sit there any like sort of Sunday afternoon and just have like a Hammer horror film. All night. Just something... I love, they're all so posh and charming. Yeah, and it's quite, um, not full camp, but a bit, a little, just camp enough, isn't it? Yeah, just the right amount. Yeah, and And I I love, um, like you said, Christopher Lee's a uh, occult expert and nobody knew about it till now when they open the thing and they find the chickens and he's like my god the significance of the chickens has yeah. immediately become apparent to christopher lee and here's here's a question for you this is what i was going to bring up earlier is uh you know in a blind hearing test <laughs> like you can't see do you think you would mistake chicken chickens for mice <laughs> um <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it's it's an odd one. It's when you get cult films back then as well. You also always get the noise. It's so much more. Everyone knows more about the occult now. Mm. Whereas when you go back to a film that was made in the sixties, everyone's like, "Oh, what was all this dreadful mumbo jumbo?" <laughs> <laughs> and also, you get to hear the word phrase "mumbo jumbo," which is very good. I also like the scene where it's um, meant to be the kind of the baptism. Mm. Um, firstly, because they summon the devil for the baptism, right? Yeah, well, they, and they, then they the, him as the goat of Mendez. The goat of Mendez, and then, but then I was like, "That's like if God came to every christening." Yeah, <laughs> like, we'll get we'll get God down. We're just christening this child, but also that they obviously wanted it to be a kind of scene of like a debauched orgy, but yeah. they weren't allowed to do it, so they all just sort of like dance around in a bit of a funny way. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I, I haven't read the book. I really should do it. Sometime. I just assumed they wanted it's a probably debauched orgy. full of boobs. That scene. <laughs> I mean, uh, the the goat of Mendez. Uh... That's another great bash bit. There must be a band called the Goat of Mendes. I'm going to Google it right now. Good stuff. Um, but his boobs were out. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Although actually, it wasn't a, it wasn't a booby Baphomet this time, was it? It was just a just regular chested yeah. goat. The goat of Mendes. <laughs> regular chested goat man, like Mister Tumblers. <laughs> I might not be pronouncing this correctly, but the Goat of Mendes is a second studio album by English death metal band. Acacock. Acacocky. Acacocky. Sorry, I, I, I was quite correct in that. I would not pronounce it correctly. It's one of those things where I don't think I can directly explain why I like that film so much. It's just something I just really enjoy about it. And it's, it goes through lots of nice sort of areas with it. Like, say, so you've got the satanic baptism. There's the fighting off the forces of evil in one they're like inside their like circle. Salt circle. Salt circle. Paul Eddington is always going to make everything better. Which one's Paul? He plays the, the posh in the... the the father or the oh, yes. um, he's, he's just from the good life I mean he, he's so. an option for the pit to be honest really because <laughs> he does nothing except okay. like, I'm going to go off and get a drink and go, look please can you stay oh, you're going <laughs> to make me stay are you oh, you have one role it's just to fucking sit there it is a roller coaster ride mm, is that a lot? car chases yeah. a child in peril all sorts giant spiders <laughs> massive spiders ghosts crazy eyed men yeah I mean, the th- you've mentioned two things there: a child in peril and car chases. There is a there is a scene very uh, um, early on where um, Rex visits uh, his friends with Tanith, and they're, they're outside the front, and they got that circle uh, outside the house that they drive around. Yeah. Mm. He drives dangerously fast around a small child <laughs> with Rex is a he's nightmare a, of a man he's for a, a thousand man. reasons. I love Rex. He's great. I absolutely do not love Rex. Why do you not love Rex? 
I just... Is he too baller? He's so patronising. <laughs> and the bit where he's got, like, Tanif tied up in the hayloft or whatever, I was like, he's been waiting his whole fucking life to tie up a woman in a hayloft. I, bet I can see it in Rex's eyes. I bet you Rex has tied up a few ladies in a hayloft. I, don't like, I, do, I do not care for Rex. So you think... <laughs> You can't call Rex patronising when Christopher Lee sat in my right chair. Sure. <laughs> but Christopher Lee patronises everyone, and I feel like Rex only patronises Tanith. <laughs> and I think Christopher Lee has earned the right to patronise everyone. Christopher Lee's surprisingly understanding in this. Like, you know the butler, every time they leave him in charge of anything, he just comes out, I've totally fucked this up already. Like, oh, don't worry, old chum, you, you weren't to know. Yeah. He's just letting this poor old man... Why you've got an old butler anyway? I, I, I'm suspicious of anyone who has a butler. Including Batman. <laughs> Just do it your fucking self. You're not that busy. Uh, I, 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 I would disagree because trying to find us time to uh, make this podcast. Is, if, we, if we had an Alfred, this would be much easier, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Maybe it would. <laughs> Maybe it would. Best death. There's not really much death in it, which no. is surprising for a satanic cult one. So I'd have to go just with the, the goats. <laughs> just the end scene when basically just the entire cult is just basically massacred by God. Yeah, nice. Yeah, there's not, it's a little bit on the nose. Uh-oh, right we've now. built our satanic uh, church inside an actual church. Yeah, well, I think it's supposed to transform yeah. into a church from Subverted. a satanic. Yeah, but all they do is just burn the curtains. Thank God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. in, in a way, this is where it becomes a lot odd that I've chosen this one. <laughs> like, because I'm not really particularly fond in general of Christianity. You normally demand more death yeah. in your horror. Not necessarily, then. Someone doesn't have to die for it to be an incredibly engaging horror film, though. I'm now trying to think of what I was going to say, really give me an example. But... Where no one dies in it, but uh, the devil rides out. <laughs> um, there's got to be other ones. I mean, Tanith does die. <laughs> Yes. But then <laughs> we'll discuss this when we come to the axe, I think. <laughs> Shall we just jump to the axe now? Yeah. Unless anyone else has a death they would like to talk no, about. No, because I don't think there will that's be. It, that's the, that's all the death there was. So, do you want to do worst character or the axe, or should we put them in one big basket? <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it all in one big basket. Okay. The bitch, the axe. She serves no purpose. She is just hysterical woman that gives Rex something to do for a while. It's a terrible, a terrible character. And also, they like fall in love. Like you've just met. Yeah, no, but he's like, oh, I didn't. He meet her in like a casino in Monte Carlo or something. I imagine Rex has trouble keeping track of. They've tried to do a bit of a tiny backstory, but it doesn't work really. Just I say, get Axe Axe Tanith because she is. In the pit. Also, I, but then you would lose the, the line when they're like, Tanith must be her satanic name. And then Rex is like, no, that's actually just her name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they couldn't imagine someone would be called Tanith. My God. <laughs> the horror. Um, Who would do this to a child? I just found Tanith throughout. She, she just constantly, like, the constant running away <laughs> and being like, you know, you're not going to run away this time. Are you? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> you know, don't leave her in a car with the keys yeah. <laughs> like in there. It's just, it's, she's just the worst. So you would leave her dead? Yeah. You wouldn't bring her back? Yes. I would have killed her off a lot earlier. <laughs> yeah, I think they could have just... I think they should have sacrificed her in the baptism. Let the chickens live. Let the chickens live. They Sacrifice should have been Tanith, And then just bathe Simon in Tanith's blood. Yeah, Simon is weirdly a bit of a non-entity, isn't he? He doesn't have much to do either. It's, uh, it's really the, it's really the Rex, and Lee, Rex Lee and Makata show. The yeah. rest of them are inconsequential in a way. 
I think I think it would have been if I have to be critical of the film. I think it would have been interesting to uh, basically the premise is that these two people need to be sacrificed to become uh, for the cult to become mm. whatever they're trying to succeed more, in more doing. Powerful. More powerful. More powerful. They both need to die. If one of the characters died earlier on, so that the stakes are higher. The stakes though. are higher. Okay. Yeah, there's one, and then they're trying to get to you know. Ideally, Tanith could have gone first. <laughs> yeah, I think we all agree it should be Tanith. <laughs> Should have been Tanith. That's what. That's what. Any time you're watching a film, should have been Tanith. Like instead of Ben in the invitation, should have been Tanith. Just, just put Tanith in there just so she she can die. I mean, do, do, would anyone else change it for the axe? I'm looking at you, Ruth. Well, I just i I think that the ending. Oh, we've gone back in time. I yeah. just come on. It's a little bit Dallas, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 poor work, lazy work. I'd say. I do agree. The ending is lazy. And, and no one seems that surprised. Like, Christopher Lee's, like, time itself has been reversed for us. And everyone's like, great, fine. No one's like, what the sh- shit? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, they just saw some giant spiders and stuff like that. And, like... I suppose. A crazy ghost horse. I think there was a crazy <laughs> ghost horse, wasn't there? I always get the feeling with... When I was re-watching this the other day, that the ending where, you know, God pretty much sorts mm. everything out... It really reminds me of The Stand by Stephen King, where the, where the lottery hand, the lottery hand presses the button. Yeah, anyone old enough to remember that? Those old lottery, it could be you. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just looking at my notes uh, that I made um, when I was watching this the other day, mm. and um, I've covered pretty much my bits. It says unsubtle music, uh, driving too fast near a small child, <laughs> and Tanith. <laughs> I mean, that's a great rundown of the film. (laughs) Yeah, we want we really need some better written female characters. I think exactly. That's what what I want. I didn't want Tanith to be gone. I wanted her to be better. Really, yeah. Because there's no reason why she couldn't be. Absolutely. You know, it could be as I said. Simon could have died earlier. Mm. The stakes could have been raised higher. And if Tanith was an actual likable character, you'd (laughs) be rooting for like, oh no, we've got got to save him. You know, and and it's it's to me the film. It kept on, not that it changed, but half, just over halfway through, it sort of flipped to the the child being the one yeah. we were all concerned with <laughs> and this going on and all this kind of stuff. So, One good notable scene as well is when uh, Makata goes to the house to have a chat with the kid's mum. And it's just this like weird, creepy. Like, yeah. I basically just need you to hand these people over. Like, um, no, I'm not going to do this. I really think you should. I mean, I don't understand why you're saying no to me because I don't know who the fuck you are. You just, you just showed up at my house. Like, can I have these people and your kid? He's Go. trying to do some mind power. I mean, he was succeeding until. Yeah. Did the kid show up and then ruin yeah. it? Because I mean, that's kids. <laughs> they do. Ruin <laughs> they things. just show up and ruin things. Um, I, I mean, I again, as as with clunky bits in the invitation i'd forgive the ending because it is it is great generally great yeah good so yeah i mean so is there any other categories in that have we done them we are final girl tanith (laughs) (laughs) she's so final that she is resurrected in order to be the final she can't do anything she can't even die I'm going to stop asking this question, like, would you recommend it we we chose these movies because we do recommend (laughs) like people watch them yeah I don't know how else to approach that, really. Well, yeah, we, I highly recommend it. Um, I don't think there's anyone it's not necessarily for. If people have an issue with old films, they might not like it, perhaps, for that sense. But it's maybe not for everyone because of the satanicness. Mm. I don't know. Is that a trigger point for some people? Christian mums. <laughs> but they got Christopher Lee to look at. 
There we go. Fighting the forces of evil. Exactly. No less. Actually, and God wins in the end, so <laughs> even, even for Christians. <laughs> this is, yeah, I Espe- mean... Especially for Christians. Well done, Christians. Order is uh, reaffirmed at the end of the film, isn't yes, it? Yes, praise him. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are certain rules with... Uh, there's certain actors, isn't there, who, who can't be seen to... Uh, it's uh, Vin Diesel... He well, can't not, lose fights. He can't lose fights, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say he won't do a cult film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's made it very clear. No He's cults for Vin Diesel. <laughs> I don't know. No. Hey, does the Fast and Furious universe count as a cult? Yeah. <laughs> they follow a charismatic leader into reckless danger. Um, and he is diddling one of them. <laughs> Luckily, the films we chose, no diddling. Oh, yeah, good good, good job, us. We, we have chosen, job, like, we? non-diddling. Zero diddling, yeah. yeah. No diddling whatsoever, except for the honey trap in... Um, sure. Invitation. She was a, a willing diddly, though, I think. A willing diddly. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Um, so, uh, final thoughts on cults. Well, can I just say that we have made... a. F- a potential faux part in that we've called the podcast the not the beast horror podcast and we did an episode on cults and none of us chose the wicker man (laughs) (laughs) that is an excellent point though yeah we really do need to address and we i know i mean i love the wicker man it's time will come another day which wicker man would you choose i love well (laughs) the thing is of course I love the the proper Wicker Man, the original, but I mean, it is really fun to talk about the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man. So when we watched it, because we as our part of our little film club where we just talk to each other over WhatsApp on it, it's one of the most fun ones I've done. Yeah. Where you just it's just Nicolas Cage acting. It's endless hilarity. It's, it's, it's he's acting at a twelve out of six yeah. ratio. Like it's, it's just, everything is double what it needs to Why be. Why are you saying it's out of six? I don't know. When does it measure something out of six? Um, but um, yeah, that's I another think, good question. I don't know. I think um, twelve out of six performance. Any other cult films you would recommend? Yeah. Other than the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man. Um, the original Wicker Man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Seen, Christopher Lee is again. Christopher yeah. Lee again. Yeah. As the charismatic leader in this This case. might come back, though, because if we cover folk horror, I think that's, that's going to be a shoe we in for someone. We will talk about The Wicker Man then. Again, that's another one where I think it's actually more of a, a folk horror than a cult, yeah, I agree. cult film. Because, I think that's why we probably didn't think of it. Are, are they a cult or are they just pagans? Which is a religion. It's a bit midsummery, isn't it? Yeah. It's within that. And again, if these, but remember back to our, back to the beginning of the podcast, we discussed that the, like there's mm. not they're not worshiping a single man; they're worshiping kind of like nature as a god. That's true. Which is what I mean. Britain was pagan before it became Christian, so this is actually a legitimate religion that's mm. just kind of died off, and it's still around, but not to the extent it used to be. But I'm not so sure about the human sacrifice part. <laughs> I don't mean that. I just mean you know. Doesn't that de- delegitimize them and send them firmly into cult territory? I think only by modern standards. Okay. Whereas if you were to if you were to look at say like say Britain like you know around the year five hundred or something, it would have been largely pagan, and there would have been some sacrifices and things like that for various things. Get Tanith sure. in there. Yeah, exactly. We all, you know, she's, she'd have been gone straight away. You probably have to do this on a regular basis. So like Tanith would have been your first choice. Yeah. And then Tommy. Yeah, but never Christopher. 
<laughs> if you if you want a sort of a, like full proper cult film, have you seen The Sacrament? I have. Which is I have not. It's 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 Ty West directing. Oh, okay. so it's quite, yeah. um, But it's basically a fictionalized version of Jonestown. Yeah. So it is you know it's very very heavily based on Jonestown, but it's not. It's what not, happened there? You were. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It wasn't good enough to to make my choice. But I think if you if you want to go like full cult, that's. A good modern. I horror. do like Ty West. I will check that yeah. out. I was watching yeah, really uh, his new one this morning. Actually. Yeah. Oh, is it any good? Uh, I haven't finished it. X. Okay. X. Uh, I, I was just getting to the stabby bits, and uh, my wife came in, so <laughs> to go <laughs> turn it off. One I was toying with picking was Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, Great. nice. Again, I've gone back. I've just gone to the devil again, which is yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a, that's a classic go-to for me. Like absolutely. you know, it's just good source material. Mm. I mean, I was going to recommend uh, House of the Devil, which I really enjoy. Yes, um, also Ty West, but yes, Ty yeah. West, but and also the devil <laughs> and the devil. <laughs> yeah, all the boxes. <laughs> I know there is that. I guess that the, the laziness, isn't it? Of uh, of like, oh, it's a cult. Oh, it'll be the de- let's throw the devil in. Yeah, um, I do like. Um, yeah, I guess there's two ways you can really go with with the cult movies, can't you? It's it's either it's a cult for the devil, so a satanic cult, or there is uh, just a, a crazy we're all gonna die death. Cult. Yeah, like the seventies style cult. Yeah, I mean not not a horror film, but you and I were discussing this at the bar earlier. It's dude, where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> we were. There is a cult in that. <laughs> Hail Zoltan. A UFO cult. It's a UFO cult. <laughs> a crazy UFO cult. So, uh, uh, yeah. Cult, there was... Cults are prevalent in all, in all genres of film. I don't know what you would call Dude, Where's My Car? I think it would be generous to call it a comedy these days. <laughs> more of just a massive list of things you are not allowed to say in films anymore. <laughs> For good reason. Probably a cult film in another way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. What other, there were, I mean, there are so many... Oh, lots of other good cult films. I'm trying um, to think which yeah. ones. I, I mean, I'm pick. just having the ritual. They say the ritual. The ritual I was going to talk about as well. Folk it's, horror too. Folk yes, horror. but it does have a cult because they worship. I've forgotten its name. The creature at the end, which is um, the wood, the like woody. That's one of that's. I think that's the daughter of Loki in Norse mythology. Oh really? He had a lot of monsters. I do like um, a cult where what they uh, worship is real. Yes. So I do like in Devil's Ride Rides Out that. There is um, Satan. There is Satan. There, there is the devil. Hail there, Satan! The, the, the title, you know, in in the ritual, there is. Yeah, there's an actual thing. They're not just making shit. I, it's not such. It's 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 actual rather than a conceptual thing. They're not worshiping yes. the concept of like a better life or something. Oh, has anyone seen the new VHS? No. There's yes. Hail Ratma. Oh, this, hey, weird, hail Ratma. this weird rat man creature. Yeah, yeah, Ratma. Yeah. That's like throws up acid or something like that. That's the beginnings of a cult. Yeah. <laughs> There's only like four or five of them in it. I <laughs> feel like it. maybe yeah. I would worship a rat acid monster. I feel it, it just out of fear, yeah. if nothing else. I feel it's not really that dangerous because they have to like hold people down so it can vom on their face. <laughs> is it the size of a normal rat or is it big? No, it's, it's full size. It's not like it's a man rat. It's, it's not like has anyone seen Ratman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the film called Ratman. Its tagline is the critter from the shitter. It's awful. I wouldn't recommend anyone watch it, but the poster is phenomenal. Oh, the Man. the other one I was going to recommend was, and it's not really, a ho- but it's not really a horror. Is Sound of My Voice. I like that. Oh, film. that's a great film. I do. Is like that, that yeah. the Brit Marling? Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's very good. Yeah, I mean, I think, I suppose the the 
the nice thing about that is that cults don't always have to end in terror and destruction or death yeah, <laughs> so you know maybe death. sometimes it it works out a little bit better but um we just like the horrible one yeah. and, and also as we i think we briefly mentioned over midsummer highly recommend mm. that one as well it's a really good film i know a lot of people don't get on with it oh hereditary that one there's banging. a cult yeah it's cult in that one uh the kill list kill list yep that's a good mm. one Old Wheatley. Old Wheatley, yep. Dennis or Ben Wheatley, one of the two. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, I'm just having a look on uh, IndieWire.com, their, their recommendation of cult films, just okay. uh, to go through them. And they say Martyrs is a cult is Well, a cult I did list. wonder about Martyrs because I fucking love Martyrs, oh, but I, I ultimately decided I the cult element was too small. And I think yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save Martyrs for another day. I agree. If we're I don't to... know what the day is, but I'm saving it for, <laughs> for another the, day. For the day when we talk about it's French up film. Horror. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, French, extreme French horror is a, there's a lot in there. Sure, yeah. They are yeah. not scared to put some gore in there. No. And with that, uh, we are at the end of our first episode. Mm. Well done, everyone. Good job, team. I think we Great survived. <laughs> uh, maybe a bit clunky, but let's, uh, let's. Uh, oh, sorry, it's got a charm. It's a bit better. Yeah, it's got, it's got its charm. Um, thank you very much if you've listened to this. Uh, thank you, Ruth. Thank you, Boom. Thank you. Uh, for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>